Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we will bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. And we have a really important story on this Friday. A children's hospital here in London is looking to bring back staff to deal with patient volumes. Yeah, Children's Hospital at the London Health Sciences Centre is redeploying staff as it looks to deal with what officials call an unprecedented increase in the number of children coming to its critical care unit. Officials say most of the children at the pediatric critical care unit are suffering from COVID-19, RSV or influenza, the same illnesses that have dominated overwhelmed emergency departments across Ontario. The redeployment is targeting staff with pediatric expertise, along with retired healthcare workers who also fit the job description. The redeployment should last up to three months, but Children's Hospital President Nash Said says there's no clear sign on when the surge in patients will end. They say the redeployment is being done on a voluntary basis for now and that the response so far has been positive. Last week, Dr. Rod Lim, medical director of the Pediatric Emergency Department at Children's Hospital, told Global News the hospital is seeing historic volumes of patients when it comes to visits to the ER. Given that story, this next one may seem a bit odd, but Ontario's top doctor says flu season may have peaked in the province. Yeah, Chief Medical Officer of Health Dr. Kieran Moore believes flu season hit its apex in recent days. The number of people testing positive for influenza decreased last week, and test positivity has also gone down. Respiratory illnesses have overwhelmed children's hospitals across the province over the past two months, with the flu accounting for the bulk of recent admissions at many of the country's pediatric hospitals. Major pediatric hospitals have cancelled surgeries in order to redeploy staff to help out intensive care units and emergency departments, including those, as we heard here in London. Data released yesterday shows there are 117 children across the province in intensive care with uh, 131 available beds. There are 125 children in intensive care two days ago, the highest it's ever been. Moore says there's also been a slight decrease in RSV circulating, although he warned that the virus will persist for months and continue to put pressure on children's hospitals. Dr. Fayad Razik, an internist at at St. Michael's Hospital and professor at the University of Toronto, says he'd be cautious about declaring the flu has its peak. He says the severity of the rise in flu cases this year has far outstripped what we typically see. This is some sad news. Orlando Zampronia, a longtime former city councillor, has died. Yeah, tributes are pouring in following the death of the former London deputy mayor and city councillor. He served on city council for well over two decades before retiring from politics in 2000. Cheryl Miller was a first-time city councillor when Zampronia was serving on London's Board of Control. She says Zampronia, who was affectionately known as Oz, was a wealth of information. Zampronia died Tuesday at the age of 84. Well, uh, this is a bit surprising, but the province is ending a tax credit designed to help the tourists tourism industry. Yeah, Ontario's tourism minister says the province won't be extending the staycation tax credit for another year, despite the hard-hit industry recommending the move as a way to help it recover from the pandemic. Neil Lumsden, the Minister of Tourism, 
uh, Culture and Sport said in a statement that the province temporarily introduced it for the 2022 tax year to spur pandemic recovery for the tourism, hospitality and culture sectors. That will end this year, but Lumsden said the province is supporting the sector in other ways, including over $48 million for festivals and events and over $19 million in support for regional tourism organizations in 2022 and 2023. A joint report earlier this week from the Ontario Chamber of Commerce and the Tourism Industry Association of Ontario said the sector won't fully recover until 2025 and suggested dozens of ways the province and the federal government could help. Let's say we check in with the dumpster fire that is Twitter because that fire grew last night. Yeah, Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its owner, Elon Musk, including reporters working for The New York Times, Washington Post, CNN and other publications. Neither the company nor Musk explained why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters follows Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracks the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. Uh, Twitter also on Wednesday changed its rules to prohibit the sharing of another person's current location without their consent. Several of the reporters suspended last night had been writing about the new policy and Musk's rationale for imposing it, which involved his allegations about a stalking incident that affected his family on Tuesday night in L.A. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1770, German composer Ludwig van Beethoven, universally recognized as one of the greatest composers in history, was born. In 1773, the event known as the Boston Tea Party occurred to protest a British tax on tea. Angry colonists disguised themselves as uh, indigenous people, boarded three ships, and dumped 340 chests filled with tea into the Boston Harbor. In 1916, the monk who wielded powerful influence over the Russian imperial court Grigory Rasputin was murdered by a group of young nobles. In 1944, the Battle of the Bulge began during the Second World War. German forces launched a surprise attack against Allied forces in Belgium. The Allies were eventually able to beat the Germans back. In 1949, an amendment to the British North America Act, giving the Canadian Parliament power to amend the Constitution on federal matters, was passed by the British Parliament. The amendment did not apply to areas of the Constitution under provincial jurisdiction. In 1960, two passenger planes, one belonging to United Airlines and the other to TWA, collided over New York City, killing all 134 people aboard both aircraft. In 1980, Kentucky Fried Chicken King Colonel Harland Sanders died at the age of 90. He's probably the world's best-known human trademark. In 1991, the Canadian government agreed to create a third territory in the north called Nunavut. It officially became a territory on April the 1st of 1999. In 1996, Prime Minister Jean Chrétien apologized for the election promise to scrap the GST. In 2002, Chrétien formally signed the Kyoto ratification document, made Canada the 98th country to ratify the Kyoto Accord, which commits countries to reduce their output of heat-trapping greenhouse gases believed to cause global warming. In 2010, Larry King ended his CNN talk show after 25 years. Piers Morgan took over in January, but lasted only three years due to poor ratings. In 2017, a jury found Dylan Millard and Mark Smith guilty of first-degree murder in the 2012 killing of 23-year-old Laura Babcock, whose body was never found. 
And on this day in 2020, Canada announced it would join the United States on the first crewed trip to the moon since the Apollo missions. Canada will be involved in building a new international space station and a Canadian will be on a manned flyby of the moon in 2023. Happy birthday to listener Allison, who turns 62. You share a birthday with journalist Leslie Stahl, who turns 81. Benny Anderson from ABBA is 76. Benjamin Brad is 59. And Kristen Ritter is 41. Also, happy birthday to listener Tara, who turns 37 on Sunday.